Well, good day, good day, and welcome once again to the kitchen table. Yes, this is Arctic Eric, and you have found Fika with Arctic Eric. Fika, that freedom that we have in Christ Jesus always. That's the freedom to know him, to meet him, to be enriched by him, to live with him, to have him fill you to overflowing on a daily, moment-by-moment basis, all through the power of the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit. Well, again, it's good to have you here at the kitchen table. I know there's a zillion things you could be doing for these 10 or so minutes today, and I appreciate you taking this time with me here at the kitchen table. Well, we're going to begin to look at the fact that you and I, we who believe, were once dead. That's right. And we were dead because of our own disobedience and our many sins. Before I go into this here in Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, I've been thinking lately and discussing at the kitchen table that the gospel, the good news message, goes forward but doesn't always bear the fruit that we might want to see or would like to see, often because we don't want to address the problem with the fact that sin in your life, my life, and everyone's life is totally real. Yep. That's right. It isn't as though Christ comes to rescue us without us acknowledging that we needed to be rescued. What do I mean? Well, the gospel comes, and when the fullness of the gospel is preached, we know that Christ came to save sinners. He didn't come to save basically good people and this become like icing on the cake, this salvation. No, he came to save the wretched. Oh, wretched man I am, says Paul. And we need to deal with that, not only in our own lives, knowing that it's been dealt with when we acknowledge it and ask for forgiveness, but when we share Christ with others that we don't have a mamby-pamby, love-only Jesus. And what do I mean by that? That we don't love people enough to say, hey, get real, you are disobedient. You are in sin. And God came to rescue you, to save you, to deliver you because of your disobedience and your many sins through repentance. What is that? That's acknowledging you're a sinner. You've sinned. You have fallen short of the mark, and you turn to God. And when we turn to God and we see that need for God, we also recognize by hearing the fullness of the good news that there's no way in turning to God that we can reach him and be restored with him and have a renewed and right relationship with him through any means other than faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone, trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we once were dead. What does that mean? Well, everyone was dead until they encounter the resurrected Jesus Christ and put their faith and hope and trust in him. Then they are born again, born anew, born from above, 
They become a new creature. What is that? That is one who is connected with God, in fellowship with God, in right relationship with God, one who has peace with God. Paul wishes that to all of us in every one of the epistles, to everyone who's ever read them and to those with whom it was addressed. Peace to you. Peace with God. Not because of your works, your actions, your activity, but because of your trusting what Jesus Christ has done. Okay, uh, it's a bit of an introduction here, Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, I've got several different translations laid out here. You know that I enjoy reading the Bible in various translations. And of course, I've said before and will say again, I absolutely positively know which translation is best. The one that you pick up and read, trusting the author, the person of the Holy Spirit, the one who lives in you when you believe to teach you and show you more and more about the depth and the wonder of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, we read, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You know, sometimes we look out at the world and, and we focus on those who, who have sinned more than we have, recognizing that they need help. But it doesn't say that. It says your disobedience, your rebellion against God, your unwillingness to believe, your unwillingness to submit, your unwillingness to commit your life in the hands of God through faith in Jesus Christ and your many sins. You know, we're, we're encouraged to look, as John the Baptist said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's right. Jesus Christ takes away the sin of the world, and we need to embrace him to be set free. goes on here to say, and, and I think about Christians sometimes who, who by grace have been living with Christ for a season, and we have to be reminded sometimes that when we look at others, we need to remember that you and I, we used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He, the enemy, the devil, is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Listen, we don't need to forget where we have come from. We don't need to live in the past. No, we live in the now through faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord, our King, and our Savior, but not forgetting that he, in fact, did rescue us, that he purchased us just like we were, purchased us through his blood, that by faith in him, we can be restored into a loving relationship with God, where we know God. We don't just know about God, but we know God on a personal, intimate, daily relationship basis as we trust in Jesus Christ and allow that person of the Holy Spirit to work God's good work God's good will, and God's good plan for us, in us, and through us to others. 
One translation says, And you, that's you and me, and all who believe, you have been made alive when you were spiritually dead and separated from him because of your transgressions and sins in which you once walked. You were following the ways of this world, influenced by this present age in accordance with the prince of the power of air, that's Satan, the spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving, who fight against the purposes of God. You know, you and I can rejoice today here at the kitchen table that through his amazing sanctifying power, his amazing transforming grace, that we resist him less today than we ever did. We yield to God more than we ever did. We resist the enemy more than we ever did. And how do we resist him? By not focusing on him, by not thinking about him, but keeping our focus and our eyes upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And at the same time, we don't want to forget who we were when we're seeing others. Listen, they are simply under the sway, under the control of the evil one, and they need to be confronted by the Holy Spirit who convicts of sin, he convicts of unrighteousness, to be confronted by the Holy Spirit as the fullness of the gospel is proclaimed, that Christ came to save sinners. That's right. That's why he came, to save you and I and every man, woman, and child, and to do it the very same way, by trusting in Jesus Christ alone, not by works, but through grace by faith we trust Jesus. Okay, we got a good start here with Ephesians chapter 2. We'll continue the next time we meet here at the kitchen table. The Lord bless you today, and I want to pray that best prayer I know for you. So please receive it today. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his countenance shine upon you as you receive his good, perfect, and acceptable will being done for you, in you, and through you to others this day. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good day.